This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Emerus, CPA with Parmels and Associates. Last week, we were talking about customer acquisition cost, and I had a couple of great follow-up questions about it. From what do I do with this to how does this relate to ARO and overall advertising budget, I was really pleasantly surprised by the questions. And I felt that, you know what, if you guys are asking it, someone else is probably thinking the same thing. Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. Let's face it, your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. NapaTracks will move your shop into the SMS fast lane with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Visit them online at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Promotive makes automotive recruitment simple. They go beyond the job boards and take care of every aspect of recruiting, giving you more time to focus on your shop and customers. On the web at gopromotive.com. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I would stop this and go and listen to that one first. That's where we actually talked about how to calculate customer acquisition cost and, you know, a couple other things surrounding it. But now the disclaimer is out of the way, let's get into the questions that came up after my episode about customer acquisition cost. The first one, and a lot of people want to know this, is what is a good customer acquisition cost? Is it $25? Is it $500? How much should I be spending to acquire a customer? You know that I wasn't going to give you an easy answer on this one. And truly, truly, this one is too hard. There's so many variables to this that it's extremely hard to put a blanket number out there. But instead of just saying, hey, it depends on it, I'm going to kind of give you some a couple of key indicators here that will probably give you at least a rough idea of where or what kind of things affect this to be able to analyze your business in better detail. The best thing on it was once you figured this out, if you know other shop owners that also have figured this out, I would probably just ask around now. But these other questions are going to be something that you need to ask them as well, too. Is your ARO similar to mine? You know, is your loyalty the same as mine, et cetera, et cetera. But let's kind of get into what kind of things drive this. I mean, the general idea here is obviously everyone is looking for lower customer acquisition cost. That's the name of the game. If you sell something for $50 and they only buy it once and your customer acquisition cost is $500, that's too much. You're essentially paying people to buy your stuff. And if they never come back, you're going to be out of business extremely quick. Obviously, all of this stuff goes into pricing. But what are kind of the other things behind it? The first one is how much natural or free demand does your business have? If you remember, I always talk about the tale of two cities when it relates to advertising and specifically for my clients. Average of my clients, and it's not customer acquisition costs because it's shops of all size, but about half of my clients advertise. Most of them spend about 6% of their sales and the other half virtually spend zero on advertising. The ones that spend zero on advertising, are they not getting any new customers? They might be getting less new customers if someone advertises a lot, but those people have probably been in business for a very long time, probably have a great reputation, probably don't have a whole lot of competition in the area. Hey, we know you where you are. We know where to find you. We know everyone loves you. And hey, maybe we already go there. But those shops generally do not do that much in advertising and naturally have a lower customer acquisition cost. Because word of mouth is free. 
if you go and you take care of one of your regular customers and they go to dinner with one of their friends and their friend is complaining about some car troubles and they say, hey, you should go check out Hunt's business. He does great work. Did you spend any money there? No, that customer acquisition cost is zero. And for a lot of longstanding businesses or businesses that have a lot of demand, they might not really have any sort of customer acquisition cost because they spend no money on advertising, yet they have new customers coming in. Word of mouth, referrals, and then sometimes just location. If you have a prime street front location, just your physical presence will bring customers in the door. Now, obviously that is not free because you probably paid for that building. I'm sure you didn't get it for free or stole it. And then also probably you paid more for that building versus one that's a mile back buried in a business park. But that is a key idea here. How much natural or free demand do you have? If you have a lot of it or a ton of it, you're gonna have much lower customer acquisition cost. If you have none or very little, you're gonna have to spend some money on advertising. So that's obviously gonna drive up your customer acquisition cost. The next thing is competition. How many competitors are there in the area? And now this kind of goes back and relates to number one, because let's do an extreme example. Let's say that there is no other shops in your town. You got a town of 5,000 people. There is no other shops in town or anywhere close. I don't care what you do or don't do. Even if you do no advertising, there's no competition. Why would you need to pay to get customers to come in there? If their car is broken or making a weird noise or they need an oil change, they're going to come to you no matter what. Flip the script on that. Let's say that there is a hundred different businesses in your area. If there's a hundred different businesses in your town, do you think that you're going to have to advertise to stay competitive or try and woo customers in the door? Yeah, of course, because other shops are going to be advertising as well. Now, if other shops are going to be advertising as well, don't you think that you're going to have to do stuff to set yourself apart? Maybe you're making fancier advertisements. Maybe you're doing more of it. Maybe you're trying a couple of different methods to try and get in front of people different ways. The more competition there is, generally the higher customer acquisition cost is. Because again, it's an auction almost, right? It's bidding. I mean, if you look at something like Google pay-per-click, it literally is an auction. You're saying, hey, I'm willing to pay up to this much for people to click. If you're saying, hey, I'm willing to pay up to $15 and no one else wants to bid for auto repair near me, then you might only end up spending a dollar per click. But if you have five other people that are all willing to spend $15 per click, then every single customer that clicks that auto repair link, you're going to be paying a higher dollar amount. No competition or very few competition, lower customer acquisition cost. A lot of competition, generally a higher customer acquisition cost. And the last one is how fast do you want to ramp up your sales? Good, fast, and cheap, you can pick two. It really is very true and is extremely true in this situation. If you say, hey, you know what? I want to get 50 new customers, but I want to do that over the next five years. You might not have to do any paid advertising. Natural word of mouth, reputation, physical presence might be enough to set those goals. Hey, you know what? I don't need these 50 new cars this month just over the next five years. And if you looked at your business, probably natural course of business, you're going to get that and maybe spend nothing. If you have to spend something, maybe it's very little, but that is probably an unrealistic target. No one ever says, I want that few customers over that long an amount of time. Now let's do the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's say that you want 50 new customers and you want those 50 new customers before the end of the year. We got five months left in this year. 
How much do you think you're going to have to spend to get those 50 new customers? Now, later in this episode, we'll be able to actually figure out how much you would need to spend to do that, but you're going to have to spend a good bit of money. Hey, I need to start doing this. I need to start doing this now. Do you think that you're going to be able to get 50 new customers in the next five months with zero advertising? Probably not. You might be spending five grand. You might be spending $50,000 to ramp up this and try and get those customers in the door and get them in the door today. Natural demand, free demand, competition, and then time. Those are all the big indicators here of what affects customer acquisition cost. And we'll see here in a second about how you got to be very careful comparing this. I asked you, I told you to talk to other shop owners and see what people are spending. But again, no two shops are the same, even if on paper they look very similar. Now, it's a little bit easier to judge yourself. And there is very easy ones like we talked about before. Hey, you sell some widget for $50 and you only sell one of them. You don't have any repeat customers. You have a pretty hard number on how much you can spend. Obviously, you can't spend more than what you're making on that if you're never going to see these people again. But once you have figured out your customer acquisition cost, how do you judge that on yours? And this is not necessarily to say if it's good or bad but to give you a little bit more references behind that and what that truly means for your business. What kind of stuff am I comparing this to? Again, just like comparing the overall customer acquisition cost, it all has to be looked at a relative term to your physical business. We're going to compare this or judge this with three different things. And the first of those is going to be ARO or average repair order. And this is really the main one because this kind of puts everything into perspective on how much you're spending. When we talk about ARO and comparing it to customer acquisition cost, I really don't care about the top line ARO. I don't care about the actual sale amount. I care about the gross profit. Why? Because average repair order is the average sale to that customer. I care about the gross profit because I know no matter what, I'm gonna have to pay the technician, I'm gonna have to pay my parts vendors. I wanna know how much gross profit is left after that because that's really what's going to pay my overheads and give me the profit that I'm looking for. If I'm looking at this and I'm going to use a 50% margin in gross profit, but if you're judging yours, you need to use your own. But generally, as a general rule of thumb, most shops are around 50% or should be shooting for about a 50% target. Hey, you're at 60%, more power to you. You're at 40%, hey, that could be good too, depending on what you're doing. Really, I just use, like to use 50% because it's easy, quick math. If you're at 50% gross profit, means your gross profit is half of whatever your sales are, or your sales are double whatever your gross profit is. Napatrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. They provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napatrax offers the industry's best post-sale support hands down. They train your people on-site. Yes, on-site. They also offer remote refresher training 10 times a week and customer support is open six days a week. Give them a call, visit them, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. They'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napatrax is always customized and tailored for your business, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. 
Is your recruitment process draining your valuable time and resources? What if there was a partner who could take your recruitment efforts off your plate? Look no further. Promotive is your ultimate solution for hassle-free staffing focused solely on the motive industry. On the web at gopromotive.com. Promotive understands the challenges you face when searching for the perfect technician or service advisor for your shop. That's why we developed a platform that takes the hassle out of recruiting. Michelle Tanzi from Euroclinic said, I am a shop owner and recruiting new talent is so time-consuming. Promotive does the majority of the seeking and recruiting. They reach out to the candidates for you and when they feel they are a good match for you and culture, they make the connection. They follow up throughout the interview process and we make sure that the candidates are a good fit and the shop is a good fit for the candidates. I admire that they genuinely want both parties to win. They recruited and paired us with a solid B-Tech and Master Tech. Both left a dealership position and are still part of our team. We are very happy with the character and culture match, and both technicians have become valuable team members. Visit our website at gopromotive.com today and join the growing community of shop owners who have found their ideal team members with Promotive. How does customer acquisition cost reference to ARO? How would you judge that for your specific business? I will give you an example of the same customer acquisition cost, and maybe this business is doing the same amount in sales, but how it would be very different. And also would show you which one is has a higher tolerance for spending more money on advertising. Top line sales, these businesses are very similar, but one of them does exotics. The other one is an oil change. As you might imagine, the exotics is going to have a much higher average repair order than a quick loop or an oil chain shop. And for this example, let's just say that the exotic repair shop is right on average about 3,000 ARO or about 1,500 in gross profit. Whereas the oil change or quick lube is running a $100 ARO with about a $50 gross profit. One of them's making about $1,500 in gross profit per visit. The other one's making about $25 in gross profit per visit. Let's say that the customer acquisition cost for both of these businesses is $100. Do you think that that's going to work for both of these businesses? One of them is going to be very happy about that because if you're that exotic repair shop, your ARO is 3000 gross profit on those is 1500 bucks. I think that you'd be pretty darn happy with about a $100 customer acquisition cost. That means that new customer comes in there, on average, going to spend about $3,000 with you. 1500 of that is going to be gross profit, and you're going to have to give up $100 of that, and that's what it's going to cost you. That's not too bad. Yeah, we're making 1400 but we're only giving up about 7 8% of our sales. Not too bad at all. And obviously still a good bit of profit in there, and we really convert them. We're never going to have to spend that again. But even at first visit, it doesn't look very bad. Now, let's look at the oil change or the quick loop. If we're looking at the oil change or the quick loop and our customer acquisition cost is $100 and our gross profit on the average customer is 25 then do you think that I'm very happy as a quick loop? Probably not. Because I'm spending $100 for that customer and I'm only making $25 on that customer's first visit. What does that say to me? Hey, when that customer comes in, I actually just paid 75 bucks for them to come in the door. I paid 100 but I made 25 of that back with the gross profit on the job. That other $75 is just sunk. Does that mean that this does not work at all? No. Remember, maybe this quick loop shop knows that this is very expensive, 
but they want to ramp this stuff up fast. The big thing that you would have to keep in mind here on that one is, all right, if these people never come back, if they come in for an oil change, they get this oil change and they leave, we're really out $75. We have no way to ever make that back because we're never going to see these people again. A great example of that would be, I guess it was probably 10 years ago, maybe 15. It was like when I first started doing this, Groupon. Groupon for oil changes was extremely, extremely popular. And the advertising was actually pretty expensive to do. And we saw exact situations like this. Knuckleheads driving an hour and a half for a 1999 oil change. Do you think that they're ever going to come back? No. You just spent a bunch of money to advertise. You didn't even make any of that money back. You lost even more when they came in and you're never going to see them again. Inevitably, a lot of people might not have really understood what the customer acquisition cost was, but almost everyone figured out, you know what? I'm not sure why this isn't working. Well, I think I know why, because I'm not making any money off of them, but I'm not going to do this again. Now, on the other hand of things, if you say, hey, I'm going to lose 75 bucks in that first person's oil change, but they're going to come back for the rest of their life and they're going to tell their friends, then yeah, those first couple of visits are going to sting, but you're never going to have to pay for that again. And now you have a lifetime of earnings for that customer. ARO is a really, really good reference point just to do a kind of a sandy check. And a lot of times when I'm looking at ARO, again, it doesn't mean that if it's higher than my ARO that it's not going to work. I just know that I need to convert these or I just need to keep in mind of, hey, I might be doing this to ramp this stuff up fast, but I can't do this forever. Next one on here, as you might imagine, is going to be customer loyalty slash number of return visits. And this one is very, very important. And let's use an example of not even a repair shop. Let's use an example of a different kind of business and one that I guess is like a repair shop because it's in the automotive space. Let's say that I am selling shop management software. Let's just say I'm a Napa Tracks rep. If you sign up with Napa Tracks, are you going to be a one-time customer or are you a return customer? Probably a return customer, or they hope so. If you sign up with Napa Tracks, I don't think that you're going to sign up on one month and leave. And they probably have these figures. How long does someone stay on board? And I don't know what the prices on this stuff is, but let's just say it's 500 bucks. And the average person stays with them for five years. If you look at this and you say, hey, this person's spending $500 a month with me. Maybe my customer acquisition cost is $500. If you look at that, you're going to say, whoa, man, that first month I'm giving away. But the other 59 months, you're making it back. If the lifetime spend of that customer is $30,000, then hey, I'll happily pay 500 bucks to get them in the door. And that's why a lot of times you see software as a service or really a lot of these subscriptions will spend a ton of money on advertising. You see them advertising online. You see them advertising at conferences, all these different places, because the lifetime value of those customers is very high because they stay around and they keep on being repeat. Lifetime customer value is something that we're not really talking about here directly, but that's essentially what it is. How much is this person going to spend with me over the life of their business? Now, the exact opposite would be a one-off thing. I'm not sure what that might be, but let's just say some piece of equipment. I'm going to advertise to sell this AC machine and someone's going to come in and they're going to buy one of these. Most people aren't going to buy multiple. They're just going to buy one. And if that same machine is $500, I cannot afford to spend $500 to get that customer over here because that means, hey, I sold this for $500. I've already spent $500 on advertising, let alone paying my salesman, paying for the actual machine that I'm selling, any of my overhead and God forbid profit. 
Customer loyalty, number of return visit, lifetime value of the customer is very important. If you're a business that converts customers and you keep them for a long time, you're probably willing to spend more because you know you're going to get a return on your investment. Versus if your business is not very good at keeping customers and you run a high turnover model on your customers, your customer acquisition cost is going to have to be lower because you know you're going to have to burn through a couple of these before they turn into good customers. We'll talk about that in a second. The last one on here to judge on high or lower customer acquisition cost has to do with capacity. If you are very close to capacity, meaning, hey, you know what? This business is doing a million dollars a year, but because of personnel, maybe physical space limitations, you think it can only do 1.2 million. Maybe you're not willing to spend that much on customer acquisition cost because you don't have that much to go. Hey, what? We're almost at capacity here. So I'm really not trying to spend a ton because I don't have a whole lot of capacity to fill up here. On the other side of things, let's say that you're doing a million dollars out of there and your facility is 50,000 square feet. Not only are you probably not making money, underperforming or underutilizing that space that much, but you also are wasting a lot of good areas that you could be making money on. In that situation, you might be willing to spend more there because you want to ramp this stuff up. Goes back to what we were talking about before on how fast you want to ramp this up. If you're at like 90% of your capacity, you probably don't need to ramp this stuff up overnight. Now, on the flip side, if you're at about 20% of your capacity, you're probably going to want to get customers in the door as fast as possible, even if that means maybe spending a little bit of money on the front end to get them in there. Hopefully that got you a little bit of a good reference on how to judge what a good customer acquisition cost is and specifically how to judge yours. I alluded to that in the one example there about lifetime spend or return customers, but someone asked me a really, really good question and it has to do with a true customer acquisition cost. But what do I actually mean by that? Just look at the word customer acquisition cost. And what this person was referring to is, I don't call someone that comes in my door a customer. You are not my customer until I expect you to come back and come back in a routine basis. Because they made a good point. First time visits, I generally treat a little bit different than someone that's been here 10 times. I might not whack them over the head with everything on it because I don't want to give them the wrong impression. I want to build that level of trust. I want to educate how my business operates there. And then once I have that trust, then really I can you know, work with them like how I like to treat my customers. And true customer acquisition cost, essentially what they're looking at here is, all right, if I have to bring in five new customers just to get one return customers, then my customer acquisition cost is probably not as low as what I think it is because a lot of these people coming in, I'm spending them, I'm acquiring them, but I'm not really acquiring a customer yet. They don't count customers, and some of these people don't count them until they come back to their second, third, fourth. And a lot of businesses measure this a lot differently. For restaurants, this is a very important thing. All right, how many times do most people come back? Because they know that they probably can't increase the amount that you're spending with them. They can't just be like, hey, you know what, why don't you order five entrees? Restaurants are all about service and getting you to come back, getting you to enjoy those visits, making you feel special. To break this down into your numbers or numbers that we see in a repair shop, I'll give you kind of two examples here. Both business A and business B do about a million dollars in sales and let's say about a $400 ARO. 
if both of them have a $400 ARO and they both do about a million dollars in sales, we'd look at that and say they're very similar businesses. And I would agree on surface. I've already went down through and I've already calculated their customer acquisition cost. And for both of these business, the customer acquisition cost, at least up front, is $200. Where does this go different? Or where do these paths start to diverge? Business A burns customers, and they don't really do a great job of wowing people when they come in the door, and they only convert about 50% of them into return customers. That burning customers coming in and not turning into return customers, sometimes an indictment on your team and how you treat customers, sometimes that's an indictment on your advertising. Is your team doing all the right things, saying all the right things to these people? And maybe it's just not the right person that they're talking to, or it is your A customer that they're talking to and they're dropping the ball. Be very careful here on causation. Maybe they're doing the right thing. It's just not the customer you want. Maybe it is the customer you want and they're not saying the right thing. A little bit tricky, but just something I wanted to throw in there. Anyways, business A, like we said, about 50% of their customers that come in there, come back. Business B, virtually all of them convert into recurring customers. If this is the case, business B's true customer acquisition cost is 200 Because when that customer comes in, even though that's their first visit, they're going to come back and continue to come back and hopefully come back forever. Their true customer acquisition cost is 200 Now, business A is going to be a little bit different because if they have two customers come in there, only one of those is going to turn into repeat customer. And that means that their customer acquisition cost is not 200 it is actually $400. Because I have to spend 400 or get two people in the door just to turn it into one new customer or acquire one new customer. That one I thought was a really cool question that someone put out there of, hey, be very careful if you're looking at customer acquisition cost. Are you being short-sighted and just saying people coming through the door or really coming into the model, buying into your business and continuing to spend money with you? And like I said in the last episode, and I say all the time with advertising, I don't care about people calling me. I don't care about people coming in the door. I care about people spending money with me. I care about people operating the business the way I want to operate the business and ultimately being a profitable customer and usually a nice customer as well. Not only do you need to calculate the customer acquisition cost for your business, this is a very good exercise for you to do as well. If you've already calculated your customer acquisition cost, maybe you're done. Maybe you're like business B and all of your customers that come in convert to new return visits. Or maybe not all of them, but a high percentage, 95%. Or maybe you're more like business A and you're not very good or you're not very selective on your advertising. You're weeding through a lot of people. You can run a business like that, but your customer acquisition cost is probably going to have to be lower up front than business B because you're going to take more customers. You're going to have to sift through more of them to find those A plus return customers that are going to really be the core of your business in the future. Last thing on here is what I wanted to do is show you how to combine all of this to get an idea on a rough advertising budget. And when I say rough, I mean rough. Do not go back. Do not go to your advertiser. Do not go to your marketing company and say, hey, I should only be spending this much. Really, the way that I do this is maybe not so much to budget it, but maybe conceptually give me an idea on how to judge this. If you look at what this comes up to versus what you're spending, and it's within 20 or 30% on this, 
Does that mean that, hey, I'm 20% off of what I should be spending? No, that's like the level of accuracy that this is going to give. I would say that this probably is more of a conceptual idea than in practice on this, but I think this will probably hammer home of the way that things work or even just how to analyze the way that we're doing this. I'm going to give an example of a prototypical shop that wants to go from $1 million to $1.5 million in sales. Using kind of the same numbers before, and, and let's just do business A and business B to see what each of them would have to spend. But if we are doing about 400 in ARO, that means that we're doing about 2,500 repair orders in a given year. And so if we want to go from 1 million to 1.5 million with a similar average repair order, we're going to need about 1,200 more repair orders. When I need 1,200 more repair orders, do I actually need 1,200 more cars or 1,200 more customers? The answer generally is no, but it depends how many times your customers are visiting you during the year. If your customers only visit you once during the year, then yeah, you need 1,200 more customers, which is going to be 1,200 more repair orders. In this situation, I'm going to use a standard one based on oil change intervals and just average mileage, but a lot of them are around two and a half times a year. If I need 1,200 more repair orders, I do not need 1,200 more cars or 1,200 more customers. I really only need about 500 new customers. In order to get that, I take 1,200 or it's 1,250, divide it by 2.5, and that means I need 500 cars. 500 customers, 500 cars. Those 500 customers are going to see us two and a half times a year. It was where we get to 1,200 repair orders that we need. Now, if you want to get tricky on here, hey, maybe the average person that you're advertising to has two cars. So maybe you need to advertise even less, but hey, you're overthinking this one. Now, if we need 500 more cars, let's take a look what that customer acquisition cost looks like with business A and business B. If we remember, business A has to get two customers to convert them into a A-plus customer. Two come in, one actually comes back. While business B, virtually every single customer that comes in ends up coming back. If we have customer or business A and we need 500 cars, that means we actually need to get about 1,000 cars to convert 500 into reoccurring customers. If we need 1,000 cars or 1,000 customers $200 for average customer acquisition cost, we're going to need to spend about 200 grand in order to get those 500 new customers. Business B, on the other hand, is very good at converting them into recurring business. They only need to spend $100,000 because they can just take 500 cars times $200 and they're going to spend half. Customer acquisition cost is exactly the same, but their advertising budget is cut in half because they do such a good job of wowing these people and turning them into new customers. The reason I did this is not only to kind of give you guys the conceptual idea behind this, but show you that customer acquisition costs is not the only thing that drives how much you need to spend in advertising. Businesses that are very good at wowing people say, hey, once you get them in the door, they love us and they're going to come back. If you can get them in here, then we'll take the rest on it and ultimately end up, a sp end up spending a lot less on advertising, and at some point probably end up spending nothing on advertising because they will probably reach capacity. If you have the best reputation in town, you're going to probably have more customers than you know what to do with. On the other hand, if you're a business that maybe doesn't provide that next level of support 
or next level of customer service, maybe you're going to have to burn through a bunch of them to get people that are going to come back and spend money with you. In turn, spending more overall money on advertising while your customer acquisition cost is virtually identical. None of this is meant to be an exact science, and like I said, or even real figures, but hopefully this gave you a little bit more tangible ways to really dive into your own numbers. And when people say that they just have a really good sense for business, do they actually have an innate sense? Not generally, and they're usually very analytical people. Someone that doesn't get business will probably start advertising with no end in mind, target, budget, and it's just a coincidence. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. On the other hand, if you are an educated business owner, and since you listen to this, I'm going to put you in that category, you would probably start with the end in mind and back your way into it to get a good plan for advertising. Like my good friend Billy once said, there are two kinds of self-employed people, the ones that are too smart to work for someone else or the ones that are too dumb to work for someone else. Be one of the smart ones. As always, please share with friends. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a future episode, please shoot me an email at podcast at parmelis.com. Thanks for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on the aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listening app. Thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.